Good morning, everyone. So today is uh, Gaudete Sunday. We, if you don't know the story, I'll remind you the, um, so Gaudete is a Latin word. It's an imperative uh, of Gaudium. So Gaudium is the Latin word that is for joy. And so Gaudete is imperative, so it's a command. And it's what St. Paul says to us today, where he says, rejoice always. Rejoice always. Which is why we're wearing pink. So, I have avoided this day for a long time. And I have received endless grief from you, my beloved family. Love you so much. And the one who finally put his money where his mouth was was that rascal Father Mike. So his parting gift to me was to lie that I loved rabbit collections. Thank you for all the rabbits. And he bought this pink vestment so that I would have to wear it and would no longer have the excuse that I could wear purple on Gaudete Sunday. But it was tasteful. Thank you, Father Mike, wherever you may be rejoicing somewhere right now. Today is such a powerful day, and today what I want to do with you is I want to reflect on the thing that all of us want more than anything else, which is joy, Gaudium. St. Thomas Aquinas has a great line where he says, no one can live without joy. And he talks, in this context, he's talking about when you and I turn to pleasure, he's talking about joy. He says, no one can live without joy, which is why the person who is deprived of spiritual joy turns to carnal pleasures. Today, the church wants to speak to you about such an important topic, about the thing that you and I desire more than anything else, that longing of our hearts, right, that desire each of us has just to be happier than we are. You and I all are good about our masks, and I I know this year that takes on new meaning, but in the metaphorical sense, we're so good oftentimes that showing everyone that everything's just fine. Everything's great. My life is is just fine, just going from glory to glory. And one of the things that is a privilege for priests is that people, they lift the veil for us, and they open their hearts, and they let us know that they're really not happy. And a very common thing that happens for me is people come to me in my office, in the confessional, And they say, FB, why am I not more happy? And I want to talk about that with you today. Uh, And I want to share with you, today's homily is sponsored by Algeus Huxley. Algeus, I always say that wrong. Algeus Huxley, who wrote the famous book, Brave New World. Um, And then Joseph Pieper, who is, as always, one of our favorite Catholic friends. What if you could do something where you knew you would always be happy? What if you could push some kind of button in your life and there was just a button you had, it was like the happy button, you just push that and you would always feel happy? In some ways, that's the premise for Huxley's book, Brave New World. If you haven't read it, I don't know that you should read it right now. It's a prediction of like this dystopian future where things are really messed up. But it's also 
profoundly provocative. It will make you think on a very kind of different level. But that's part of Huxley's premise, is this brave new world is a world where we have figured out how to make everyone always feel happy. And what Huxley is going to go on to show is that what happens in that world is actually the destruction of what it means to be a human being. And so in this world, the way they do that, there's lots of different things they do, and I would encourage you at some point you need to read that book. But in that world, what happens is that there is a drug called soma. All things come back to the Greek. Soma is the Greek word for body. But soma is this pill that you can take in this brave new world, and it makes you happy. And the protagonist in Brave New World, is, it's such an intriguing story, is he's a bit of a curmudgeon, and he, Bernard Marx, the protagonist, he's starting to feel ill at ease with the way things are. Why are things the way they are? Why is... Why does everyone seem to be drugged and half asleep? And everyone around him says, just take another pill and you'll feel great. What if you could do that? What if all of us, we just had some pill in our pockets at all times, and when you have a bad day, when you're upset, when the world just doesn't feel good, that you could just take a pill and you could be happy? And so there's a great line in that book where this protagonist is talking to one of the architects of this brave new world. And one piece of context is they consider the founder of this brave new world to be Henry Ford. So they refer to him as our Ford. So this architect of this brave new world says, our Ford himself did a great deal to shift the emphasis from truth and beauty to comfort and happiness. Hear that again. I love this line. Our Ford himself did a great deal to shift the emphasis from truth and beauty to comfort and happiness. That's a line we're thinking about. Do you want truth and beauty or do you want comfort and happiness? Do you want truth and beauty or do you want comfort and happiness? And so our second uh, kind of sponsor for today's homily is Joseph Pieper. And Pieper is so good and I want you to think about this. If I could give today's homily a title, all my job is as a priest when I preach is to read things that you probably aren't going to read because you have kids and to bring these things to you. All I'm doing today in this homily, this book is in our narthex. It's on sale in our narthex. There's probably three or four copies. No one ever buys it, which is insane. This book has changed my life. And it's a collection of short kind of essays and excerpts. And so today, all I'm doing is taking one short section of this book. It's called Joy is a Byproduct. And that's what I want to say to you today. Today we're talking about joy. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And I want you to think today about what is it, what's the kind of joy you want? What is the kind of joy that God wants for your life? 
And so Peeper says this. He says, joy by its nature is something secondary and subsidiary. Which seems odd, right? And he goes on, he says, all of us want joy. All of us want to be happy. It seems odd to say that it's a secondary thing. What does he mean by that? He says, if we look closely into the matter, it becomes apparent that man does not want to plunge absolutely and unconditionally into the psychological state of rejoicing, but that he wants to have a reason for rejoicing. I know this a lot. Just listen to this one more time. If we look into the matter more closely, it becomes apparent that man does not want to plunge absolutely and unconditionally into the psychological state of rejoicing, but that he wants to have a reason for rejoicing. What Peeper is saying here is, is very much what Huxley is saying. I don't want to just be happy. I want to be happy because life is beautiful and true and good. I don't want to just have one more drink, pop one more pill, and nothing has changed, but I just feel better. The heart of man, the reason God created us, brothers and sisters, he does want us to rejoice, but he wants us to rejoice in the right things. He wants us to love him. And I want to challenge you on this. We just, did a, we just recorded a podcast on this. Christmas time, do you just want to feel good? The world right now, everyone's running around in the world, and I think this is part at least of what's happening. The world no longer believes in God. The world doesn't have a reason to rejoice. They just want to feel better. Something's wrong there. Something's massively wrong. God did not create you to be comfortably numb. He did not create you to escape the world. He created you for authentic joy, which is not about being checked out or blissed out or getting a buzz. True joy is always, the true joy of man is about love. Which leads me to the next point today. St. Thomas Aquinas says that from love, out of love, come both joy and sorrow. Out of love come both joy and sorrow. You have to choose. If you love, you will find joy, but you will also have sorrow. And, then, and all of us know it. All of us here in this church, and here's the other news. The whole world, everyone out there Christmas shopping right now, instead of coming to the source of our joy, the real reason that you and I can find happiness and meaning 
and purpose. Everyone knows that it is better to love even if it comes with sorrow than to not love at all. Everyone knows that. And this is the reason for Mary's joy. What I want you to do today, today on Gaudete Sunday, when you go home with your family, when you go through your week, I would submit to you that outside of Jesus himself, there was never a happier person that ever lived than Mary. There's never been a happier person than Mary, a more joyful person. And I want you to go home and think about why is Mary joyful? And notice, by the way, Mary has joy and she has sorrow. Today in our responsorial psalm, it wasn't a psalm, it's a Magnificat from Luke chapter 1, where Mary says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. The first thing Gabriel says to Mary, we'll hear this in the coming weeks, is he says, rejoice. Rejoice, Mary, rejoice, O highly favored one, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Mary has joy and she has sorrow because she loves. Mary has joy and she has sorrow because she loves. All of us want joy. All of us want to be happy. And all of us are tempted to that kind of, I just want to check out. And brothers and sisters, that's me too. There's times where I just don't want to feel the pain or the stress or the anxiety of this world. But that's a shallow happiness. It's extremely shallow. And so I want to leave you today again with Joseph Pieper. Pieper says this, and he's calling us, right? Joy is a byproduct. Joy is not something we seek in and of itself. Joy is something that comes when we love. Mary's joy is because the Lord dwells inside of her. Mary's joy is because she loves. And so Pieper says this, even when sorrow comes, he says, even the unhappy lover is happier than the non-lover, with whom the lover would never change places. Even unhappy or unrequited love has broken through the principle of isolation on which the whole philosophy of hell rests. All right, Pieper says that you want to know what hell is? Hell is numb isolation. It is I am cut off from everyone and I am totally numb and I just don't care. Even unhappy or unrequited love has broken through the principle of isolation on which the whole philosophy of hell rests and so has gained a solid basis for joy. Apart, no matter how small, 
of paradise. Brothers and sisters, if you love, you already have heaven. It may be a small piece. Your love may bring you sorrow. In fact, I promise you, your love will bring you sorrow, but your love will also bring you joy. Even the sorrowful one who loves is happier than the one who never loves. Choose that today. Do not settle for the shallow surface pills that our culture pops. Hold out for something greater, Jesus. Lord, may our love for you, we know that our love will bring us sorrow. It will call us to Mount Calvary. But Jesus, may our love for you be the source of our joy.